0: A uh, Sherman came to me this morning and said, what's the title of the message this morning? And I said, I don't know. I got about 50 different things I could preach and want to preach all of them. And uh, there's so much. Uh, we had a great, uh, great time in Africa. Of course, you know, it was about it was four weeks ago. Uh, I, was, I preached on every joint supplying. And uh, we talked about how we need the supply of every person in the body of Christ. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody gets up and preaches, but it does mean that there's different giftings. We have people that are anointed for hospitality. We have people that are anointed for business. We have people that are anointed to preach. You know, you have different giftings. Uh, in every body, and the word says that every joint supplies. And so if we are not utilizing every person in the body of Christ, or we're not utilizing, we're not letting them uh, grow and in what they're called to, then we won't have the supply that we need as a body. And one of the things that I preached was that we need to hear from different voices. This is why we'll bring in different voices like Teddy or Dr. Richard Moore, uh, Pastor Tracy Harris. You know, this is why we bring them in. But it's not just outside speakers, it's Paul, it's Barrett, it's Nicole, it's, it's Deb, it's people that... Have of the ability to bring a voice they see scripture that are gifted to bring it in a different way and all of a sudden you get something out of it that you didn't get out if i would have said the same words you wouldn't have received it the same and i read just this week somebody that wrote nicole a message and said i it just it clicked with me when you spoke glory to god i if i would have said it i it wasn't if i would have said that it wouldn't have come across the same way. You need to hear it from different people. So many times people will get to a place where they just, they have their favorite preacher and, you know, I want to hear from them. You know, I don't want to hear from all these other people. And, uh, you know, so a lot of times if the pastor's gone, sometimes if they're like, if he's, uh, you know, They want to know, is the man going to be there, you know, or or the person who's leading that ministry, and if not, well, I'm not even going to go today. Well, they're making a mistake because God has ordained For somebody to bring the anointing of the Holy Ghost, the anointing of God, and it doesn't matter if it's your favorite person or not. And uh, you'll actually receive because it's every joint supplying. And uh, if I'm your favorite preacher, I'm so happy about that. But you need to hear from other people too. And uh, so that's what we did. Did you receive from these guys over this past month? Amen. Glory. That's awesome so i i literally said that morning i said i've got to go and i was serious because i don't know i really don't know how i got on the airplane because when you looked at the time of it it was like i don't know how this is going to (laughs) work and uh, by the time i got out of here it was close we had to do some juggling uh to get it there and uh, but we got there i got on the plane headed up headed up to new york then flew from new york over to africa was in Gabon, uh, Africa, for about two and a half weeks. And uh, we literally have the ability to change a whole nation with what we're doing. You know, what we're doing here in Albemarle produced an opportunity to change a whole nation. So what you're sitting in is not just some little church that's not doing anything. We're doing some stuff. This year already, I think it's, let me look. This year already, uh, we are at. 13 is that right yeah 1329 souls that have freshly committed to jesus by the beginning of march basically over 1300 commitments to christ in this ministry you know and they're not just here the mass of that was over in africa where what did we do We went in there we got people fired up about the things of god we taught listen to this we taught people how to be soul winners about a hundred people in one church but then when we got over to nigeria we taught over 200 pastors and leaders so now they're going to take it back to their church so how many people did we just train to win souls oh it's huge uh, we brought together pastors in unity. We have a plan to win a whole city for Christ uh, for next year in Gabon. I mean, it, we're, we did some great stuff. And that wasn't just me. That was you. That was us. Amen. And uh, I just thank you for your supply and your prayers. And uh, not only that, but supporting these guys as they spoke and uh, receiving from that's the way it's supposed to be when things are working correctly in the kingdom and uh, we put our flesh down and i told you the story a few weeks ago i said i was sitting there and i was watching and a lady got up to minister at a minister's conference and i went and i thought i don't even know if i like this lady i was like i don't even know if i like her no i'm not sure and the lord told me he said If you'd pay attention, you might actually learn something. I was like, oops, (laughs) whoops, and uh, I knew I had done messed up. And uh, so he said, matter of fact, I want you to connect with their ministry. And so immediately, Nicole and I started sending an offering every month, and we still do to this day. And all of a sudden, this lady that I really wasn't sure that I liked I started receiving big time from. In other words, she had a supply that my logic would have rejected. But when I listened to the Holy Ghost, knowing that every joint supplies, I was actually able to receive something I wouldn't have been able to receive otherwise. She was not my favorite preacher. She was not my favorite minister. But as I humbled myself to the things of the Lord, I actually received from her. And so I challenged you before I left for you to do the same thing. And uh, I hope that you received. I heard heard some of the messages. I did not have great signal everywhere I was, so I couldn't watch everything. Uh, But I heard parts of it. I heard Nicole trying to keep away from me last week that the truck was messed up. And... um, (laughs) I was like, she said, she said, so I'm not telling Pastor. I'm like, well, you're telling them now because I'm listening. And uh, I was on the live stream. And uh, so anyway, I was like, well, we'll deal with that when we get home. Glory to God. And uh, God will provide. Amen. So hallelujah. Did you have a good month? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Listen, you don't have anything to fear with over the coronavirus. Uh Oh my gosh. Did you see the picture I posted? You know, it's serious to some people because they're in fear of it. But you have, another, you have another report right there that says no evil will come near your dwelling. No plague will come near you, right? A thousand may fall on your left, 10,000 on the right, but no evil will come near you. Get out Psalm 91 and read it every day and confess it over your life. Don't, don't worry about that kind of stuff in that way. One of the things that I think it's if you're, uh, I think it was under 50. If you're under 50, it was a 99.7% rate of living, like 0.3% were the ones who had a failure. So they're making this thing to be huge. And I don't know if you saw the picture, but you have to watch. Here's the devil's plans. The devil's plans is to get you in fear. Because if he can get you in fear, that means you have to... To get in fear, you have to step out of faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And you have to understand, that's his plan. So he's constantly peddling fear. And this is what happened to Job. This is what happened to people all over the Bible. He's constantly peddling. He's selling fear. And if he can get you to move in fear... See, there is no fear in love and God is perfect love. There's no fear in God. So if I move from the place of faith to the place of fear, I've moved away from God. But my solution and my protection is in God. He will gather me under his arms when he will hide me. Under the shadow of the Almighty, you see. I I can't get in fear because if I get in fear, then I step out from there. That doesn't mean that you're not wise about things. It just means I'm not going to let fear rule me. The Lord said to me years ago, he said, said, uh, make sure, learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Because if you can recognize the emotion of fear, you'll know where God's not. You'll know what this all of a sudden you'll be going along and you'll recognize the emotion of fear and you'll be and you'll know, oh wait, 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 wait. God's not in that. God's not in that. He's not in that fear. And so many times people are trying to do what logic has told them, what everybody else has told them. And they don't realize that they're moving based off of their fear or somebody else's fear and God's not in that place. You have to have the wisdom of God. You've got to see that and believe. Our job as believers is to believe God. And when we do that, we win. Amen. Yeah. It's that simple. When we do it, we win. Yeah. It's not complicated. Yeah. When we don't do it, we lose. But when we do what he wants us to do, we win. It's easy. We will do supernatural things all the time simply by listening to God and choosing to believe on him. Many times, many times, what God asks you to do is bigger and beyond logic. Matter of fact, if it's within your logic, it generally isn't God, you know. This this is what a lot of people don't realize. They're like, well, that's just too big. We can't do that. But you're, you're saying that based off of fear that you won't have provision, based off of that you're not enough. Well, of course you're not enough because God's supposed to get into it. And if you were enough, then God wouldn't be in it. But for God to do supernatural things, he's got to get in it. Obviously, you're not going to have enough. That's why it's God, you see. And so many times we have to learn to just trust him no matter what it looks like no matter what it feels like no matter what doctors say no matter what the news says no matter this and that i, I would ask you did you see the picture i posted the picture don't buy the fear that they're peddling yeah. the other day i saw and you should have seen the number of people in the airports. uh you would think that everybody had a mask on it was like 10% of people had a mask on. Everybody else was just walking through like they just didn't care. You know, they, they want to project this mass hysteria. That's not the way it was. That's not the way it was. It's not something that we don't need to be unwise about, but you need to, what's wisdom? What's true wisdom? True wisdom is believing on God. The logic of God. The logic of a supernatural God. That's the best wisdom that you can have. So they set up and it showed a picture backed up from the scene. So here's the grocery shelves that were empty because supposedly all the people had just emptied out the grocery shelves. But what it was really was the media had come in there to sell whatever their media or whatever basically peddling the fear. And they had taken all the groceries off the shelf and set it here basically selling a lie. That people are freaking out that you would think it was Snowmageddon in North Carolina because all the bread and milk was gone. But no, it was but because of coronavirus. No, it was they just wanted to basically have a picture that would sell. And the food was, it is, it's infuriating. It's ridiculous. That's not news. That's propaganda. It just I, I, I got so mad when I saw that. Nice socks, dude. I like those. <laughs> lime green donut socks. And they're even donuts with a with a bite out of them. Yeah, they're not even full donuts. They got a bite out of them. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> I like I got sharks. See? That was Didn't y'all give these those Where did I get the sharks from? You did. You got them. George likes sharks. George got a pair too. He likes sharks. Hey George, just to make you happy, there's some shark ones. Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So yeah, don't don't buy fear. The devil's always peddling fear, right? And and here's one thing I want to say. I've heard this said that fear is the opposite of faith. I don't believe it's exactly right that because the thing that would mean that faith is what empowers, right? Uh, Faith is empowered by love, but fear is not empowered by love. They're not the same thing, and it's not an opposite. But what fear is, is this. Fear is the absence of faith. It's the absence of faith. And so to move into fear, you have to drop faith. You have to drop it, right? It's kind of like darkness is, is not the opposite of light. It's the absence of light. Coolness is the absence of heat. It works the same way. It's the absence of it. So if I move to the place of fear, then what am I doing? I'm stepping out of the place of God. How, what did God show up with? What was the word he always showed up with? Fear not. Fear not. The angels would show up and, you know, they'd be sitting there like, oh, ah, and they'd, <laughs> fear not, you know, and that would constantly be, Do you like that, I knew you would, fear not you got to see the video with the skit guys to understand that. Anyway, that would, always be, that would always be their message from heaven, from God. Fear not, because there's no fear in love. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're walking with God, and God's on the scene, and he's on the scene if you're on the scene because he lives in you, and you're supposed to live in him. But if you decide to step over into fear, then you kind of separate yourself from that supernatural power. But he's always, his message always is, fear not. Fear not. So learn to recognize the emotion of fear. Amen? amen. That was a free message. and uh, <laughs> Amen. Let's turn to John chapter 1. And let's go first to verse 17, then we're going to back up and go to verse 1. This message, I could go real complicated on it and it could be three or four hours, or you can go and study it yourself and we'll be done in 30 minutes. Which one do you want? (laughs) Both. John chapter 1, in between. John chapter 1. I I seriously had about 50 different messages that I could have preached this morning. I'm like, Lord, what do you want to do? I'm. I'm thinking through, I got this list in my head. I'm trying to not make it about what I want to do or what I think should be done. Lord, what's the word? What do you want to tell your people? So I was studying this yesterday and kind of felt led to give it to you. And then this morning he brought it back up to me for you. John chapter 1 verse 17, for the law was given through Moses, grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. The law was given through Moses, but grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. What does that mean? Well, we're going to get to that. Have you ever been at a place where you were confused? You didn't know what to do. You didn't know where to go. What's my next step? What's going on? You know, And you just wanted, I know I've been there. I've been at that place where it's like, Lord, what in the world is happening right now? I don't understand this. I don't get this. Have you ever wanted where it's like, this just doesn't seem to be working. It's like nothing's working the way that it should. Have you ever been at that place where you just wanted the things of God to work? Well, that's what we're talking about solving this morning is how do we get to that place where things just work? Well, you know the verse in Acts 17, it goes right together with this, Acts 17, 28. For in him, in Jesus, we live and move and have our being. Now, I I like talking about that verse because uh, it's very important for us to know the importance of being in Christ. In John 15, uh, it says that he is the vine, the true vine. And our job is to abide in Christ and Christ to abide in, in us, right? So there's this thought all across the Bible of a union with God. But the only way that that union happens is through Jesus Christ. That's the only way that it happens. Then he says, you know, John 3.16, he says, for God so loved the world. I, I thought y'all might, it might just come out of you, you know. <laughs> That he gave, love gives, that's a, great, that's a great revelation to get a hold of, love gives. If you want to be more like God, be a giver, be a giver. You know, even some of these millionaires and billionaires that don't follow God, they actually walk in a part of the blessing because they've learned how to give. It's true. They're utilizing God's principles, they could, they could be so much more blessed and not have sorrow with it. Their riches, but uh, they've figured that out. If I give, it comes back. Yeah. You know, if you want to be like God, be a giver. Yeah. It should be easy. We want to get to the place where giving is easy, like you want to, right? You get like that, you get like God. For God's so love, that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever, whosoever, King James, whoever, if you're in modern times, modern translations, uh, whoever believes on Him will not perish but have everlasting life life or eternal life and then the you know so all of this that happened through Jesus was to get you and I to the end and the end was everlasting life eternal life so he left heaven for eternal life he became a man for eternal life he Gave himself to the disciples and taught them, why? To get us to the place of eternal life. He took sin on himself, why? For eternal life. He went to the cross for eternal life. He, he died because of, to get us to eternal life, he, he rose again, why? To get us to eternal life. Wouldn't it be nice to know what eternal life is? And then you go over into John seventeen three. And John 17.3 says, this is the Holy Ghost speaking, this is eternal life. And he actually defines what eternal life is, and if you would just put that on the screen. But he defines eternal life in John 17.3 as to know him and the one that he sent, Jesus who he sent. To know him. Now that word there, know. It gives us the idea of intimacy. In other words, it, God wants us to move to a place where we are in intimate fellowship. Intimate fellowship with Him. And the way that we move into this intimate fellowship with God, this is what the whole kingdom is about, is this intimate fellowship for each person that will receive receive God through Jesus Christ. Many times, so Acts 17, 28 In Him, in intimacy with Him, we live. Well, in John 10, 10, it says we live how? We we live in abundance. To have life, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So he'll come and he'll peddle some fear, get you outside of God, and then all of a sudden the stealing, killing, and destroying comes. But Jesus said, I've come so that when the thief comes, you'll recognize the counterfeit, recognize the lie. You'll stay in me, and you will have thief come, still kill, and destroy. But I've come that you might have life. And then in the Amplified, it shows what those words really mean. To the full, till it overflows. So in Christ, in Acts 17, 28, in him we live and move and have our being. We live. How do we live? We don't just get by. We don't just survive. No, we live to the full till it overflows. That's the plan that God has. Get into intimacy with God, stay in Him, abide in Him, and life to the full will come. And when the devil comes with his counterfeit plan, you'll say, nah, that's not what the Bible says. That's a report, but it's not the report. Yeah. Right? That's a report, but it's not the report. I've got the report, and it is life. Yeah. It's fullness. It's wholeness. And if the report is a lesser report than fullness of life, then it's a part of the curse, and I don't want anything to do with that, and I don't receive it. Right, yeah. You know, his way is easy, and his, his yoke is easy, and his burden is light. He's got no plans. You understand, Jeremiah 29, God has no plans for your calamity. Right. None. None. No plans, no plans for your calamity, none. So to think that this coronavirus is from God for you, that is a lie from the devil. He's got no plans for you to ever have any coronavirus. None, none. It's a lie, it's a counterfeit. And so when you say, all right, Lord, I don't receive it. I don't receive it in Jesus' name. I'll have no part with it. Why? Because it's not in your plans. And I'm not here on the earth as an ambassador of heaven, as an ambassador of Christ, to fulfill the devil's plans. And if this is not your plan, it's his plan. I'm not going to receive in that way. Now see, when you stand up in faith, all of a sudden the shield of faith comes around you. But see, this is people don't know the mechanics of this, and so they fall prey to just whatever's being said and then all of a sudden they step out of faith into fear and they open themselves up there's no faith as a shield for them uh, they might try to quote a few scriptures but they're already in fear they're quoting from the place of fear and all of a sudden here comes the fiery darts and they get hit with them and i've done it i, I Anybody, uh, don't don't raise your hand. Anybody not missed it before in faith? I've missed it plenty. Yeah, but that's as as you humble yourself and say, "All right, Lord, where did I miss this?" That's how you become stronger and stronger and and are able to stand. But it's in Christ. In Him we live life to the full till it overflows. In Him, in Jesus we live. In Him we move. In other words, we have our motion. We know where to go. We know what to do. We know how to get there. And we have provision to get us there. See, to move from one place to to another, you've got to know where you're at now. You've got to know where you're going. And you've got to be empowered to get there. Right? I don't, that was the weirdest empowerment I've ever seen. But you got it. But you think, if in him we live and in him we move, just because I know where to go, if he doesn't empower me, I have no motion. Right. Yeah. If we move in him, I've got empowerment to get there. Glory to God. <laughs> Even if it looks like I'm 90 years old or something, you know, I, Why did I do it is a good question I don't know I think I didn't want to run off the camera real quick or something it's like let's show motion but without blowing the camera guys you know with the camera back there I mean I could run really fast and then he'd be like where'd he go he had in him he moved amen in him he moved he moved, I'm telling you. So, in Him, in who? Jesus. Jesus, filled with all grace and truth. In Him, we live. We have life to the full till it overflows. We move. We have our motion. And we have our being. Does anybody need anything to come into being in your life? You need something to come into being. I need this to happen. I need this. You know, while I was over in Africa, there were multiple people that said, we, we need a baby. We, will you pray? I'm like, we, we can pray for babies. <laughs> yeah, we, we can pray for babies. We've seen multiple people that couldn't have babies now having babies. Yeah, let's pray. Let's receive. Yeah. <clears throat> multiple people. I don't know who would receive this here. It's a different thinking there. Um, multiple people like, I need a spouse. Pray for me to have, they need some a spouse to come into being, Right? I see all the single people went. <laughs> like, let's don't look at Pastor Brian right now. <laughs> I, I won't try not to look at you for a few minutes. Let the pressure pass. <sighs> but they ask, hey, I'm believing for a spouse. I'm believing, and it's a blessed thing to have a spouse, but they need something to come into being. That's a good example because. Whereas Adam was in the garden doing the work of God, watch this. Did Adam even know that a wife was available? Oh I mean, had the world ever seen a wife before? Nope. No. Hey, Adam, what do you need? Oh, I need a wife. What's that? I have no idea. <laughs> but I need one for, no, he, didn't, he wouldn't even know what to call. Right. I need a woman. He wouldn't have even known. He didn't know what he needed. Anybody ever been there before? I don't even know what I need. I just know I need something. I don't know what I need, but I know I need something. I live there, man, all the time. God, tell me what I need because I don't know. know. And that's true. What we need is a word from God. But see, Adam was about his father's business. And while he was about the father's business, God looked down into his life. God looked into his life and said, oh, this Paul needs a jade. Amen. This jade needs a Paul. Amen. This Adam needs an Eve. Well, Adam didn't even know. Didn't even know, but he puts some asleep. Listen, God brought into being what Adam needed even though he didn't know what he needed. God brought into being what he needed and he didn't even know. Like if he would have prayed, oh God, please give me a, a, something. What would he have said? He didn't even know what to say. How could he have prayed for it? But listen, when he was about the Father's business, handling the business of taking dominion in the garden, God looked at him. You get about the Father's business, the Father will get about your business. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, 33. Seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things will be added to you. All what things? What do you need? Get about his business, focus on what God needs, and God will get about your business. So God brought, he created a spouse, a helpmate, a help, that, that word is, is not just to help Adam in what he's doing. He said he created a helper that was on, that mate, in English now it's mate, but in the old English it's meat. a help meet. Which means it's like metered out. In other words, he created a helper that was metered out to the same level as Adam. It wasn't, it wasn't a like, what, Adam's the man and Eve's like half. Right. That's not the way it was. No, this was the perfect companion. Right. That's what that was. And here it is that as he was about the Father's business and in God, walking in the glory of God, clothed with his glory, all of a sudden God said, I'm, I'm going to get about bringing into being what he needs. So he takes and creates Eve and puts them together. Adam didn't even know what he needed. I'm telling you, as if you're, if you're single, get about the Father's business. And let's say that you're, you know, you're 25 and, and you're looking for a spouse that's somewhere in that range, you know, 20 to 30, somewhere in there. Then 20 to 30 years ago, he would have seen you now and he would have said, they're going to need a spouse that's perfectly made for them. And at this point, they're going to be about the father's business. Let me bring into being the perfect spouse. And let me raise them perfectly. So that when they get to the place right there at that moment, they're going to be about my business and I'm going to bring them a spouse that's been about my business and I'm going to bring these people together in that moment and they'll be made for one another just like Adam and Eve. See, in him, see, what people need to do is stop worrying about trying to get all your stuff done in life and start thinking about the things of God. Seek first His kingdom and His righteousness. Enter into intimate fellowship with Jesus. And in His kingdom and in Jesus, everything we need is already handled. It's already handled. In Him we live have life to the full till it overflows we move we know where to go we're not confused about it we've got vision for it and we're empowered to get there we're empowered to do everything that we're supposed to do in him we live and move and we have our being in him we have our being everything that needs to come into being I need more customers for my business it's in Jesus I need favor. I need, I need my business to be on the minds of my customers. It's in Jesus. I need, I need restoration in my marriage. It's in Jesus. Everything, it's in Him. And this verse that I read to begin in, in the beginning was John 1, verse 17. And it says, in Moses, in the law. The law was in Moses. This law represents man's way of doing things. You go back to it, it says the law was given through Moses and grace and truth are realized through Jesus Christ. So when you go about it man's way, all you're going to get is a bunch of legalism. But when you go through the doorway, Jesus said in John 14, 6, I am the door. No one, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. You start to realize that if I want to get some of these questions answered, I don't want to be in the place of confusion. It's in Jesus. In Jesus Christ is grace, the favor, the empowerment, the, the power, the anointing to break what needs to be broken off your life and get the blessing in. In Jesus. In Jesus, in Him is truth. There's a difference between facts and truth. A doctor may tell you facts about the, the poor condition of your body, but the truth will set you free. If it doesn't set you free and put you into freedom, it's not truth, it's facts. And the truth will set you free, and truth supersedes facts. Truth can take what you see and can completely change it. I believe the message that Nicole was talking about is set your eyes on things above, not on things that are temporary, that are temporal. If they're temporal, they are subject to change. But if I will focus on the truth and I will apply the truth of God's promise in my life, all of a sudden, the thing that stood in my way can change. It can change. It's all in Jesus, though. How do we move into Jesus? Or well, you're going to have an opportunity here in just a few minutes to just move into him. Lord, I move into you today. I'm renewing myself with you. And when you do it, you should, you should be just like the woman who had the issue of blood, who's reaching out with her faith, who said to herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be completely whole. See, when you're going to get a moment here in just a minute to come up front, To come to the altar. And when you do it, that's your action. That's your action with your faith. Saying, this is my action of reaching out and touching Jesus. Lord, I give you my faith. And I believe. I'm not coming up to the altar thinking, well, maybe something will happen. Maybe it won't. I don't know. You know, whatever. I'll try it. No, 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 no. I'm thinking like this. I'm sitting here and I'm sitting in in the, and I'm thinking, when he gives that altar call... I'm going to touch Jesus with my faith and I'm going to receive the same thing that lady received because God is not a, a respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And when I step out, this is my action of faith. I'm going to touch Jesus at this altar this morning. I'm going to touch him and when I get here, I will receive just like that lady said. The lady said, if I just touch him, she, it says she kept saying to herself, If I just touch the fringes of his garment, I'll be healed. Why? Because he recognized who he was. He's the doorway of truth and grace. He's the doorway. He's the way. In him we live. In him we move. In him we have our being. The man's way of doing things, paying attention to all that, man's way of doing things, it's all going to lead to legalism and disappointment. But God's way of doing things, God's way of doing things, God's way of doing things always leads to the truth that brings freedom in your life. It brings you to grace, the power of almighty God supernatural power of God. It brings you to the place where you reach out and the anointing reaches out to you. Stand on your feet. Father, we just right now, we praise you and we worship you this morning. Thank you for your goodness. Lord, we're reaching out to you tonight, this afternoon. We're reaching out to you. Lord, we will not be denied. You can just play some light music. Lord, we won't, will not be denied. There's things we need to know. We need to have the mind of Christ. We need to know where to go. We need to know what to do. We need to know how to get there. And we need the empowerment to get there. We need to have life to the full till it overflows. We need to know. We thank you, Father, for it. Lord, we need to know. We need to have some things come into being maybe some people need healing in their bodies but i'm telling you it's in him maybe you need restoration you got the six different parts of salvation eternal salvation you get to go to heaven but inside of salvation there's also provision do you need provision somewhere in your life lord i need finances i need i need you to provide for me in this way i need Maybe you need wisdom. I need provision of wisdom. You have protection. Lord, I need to be protected from this coronavirus. And you do. You do, but you have protection. His name is Jesus. You need protection. Maybe Maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, I need provision or I need protection or I need healing. Healing is a part of salvation. I need your healing. I need you to touch my body supernaturally this morning. I need, maybe you're sitting there and you're saying, I need restoration. I went through something. I'm going through something. I need the restoration that only God can do. I need supernatural restoration. You can have it this morning. When I invite you to come up, you're taking your step out just like Just like the woman who received the supernatural miracle in her body. Every doctor could not do anything for her. She had spent all her money, but when she just reached out with faith, supernatural came to her. You may need salvation this morning. You may not know that you're going to heaven. You may need provision. You may need protection. You may need healing. You may need restoration. You may need freedom. Lord, I just need freedom. Something's been holding me back. Something's been, been just binding up my life. I need your freedom. I need a supernatural touch this morning. Lord, we receive that and we thank you. Now, I want you to get ready to step out. And, and here's the thing. You may be sitting there and everything's going great. Everything's going great. But in him is everything there's people around you you might have all of your needs met but if you walk in more anointing and more overflow the people around you will be blessed more that's God's design you know just like in the boats when the boats were filled with fish they started calling the their partners and it overflowed into their life it may be that this morning you just need to go to another level with him. Let me tell you, though all of, all of those answers it's in Jesus. It's in Jesus. All of it's in Jesus. It's in relationship with him, it's in fellowship with him. It starts here at the altar, but it happens all throughout the week when you talk with him, when you pray with him pray in the Spirit, when you, when you pray in tongues, when you worship Him, when you read your Bible, this is an intimacy. This is a, As you go through your day and say, Lord, I just thank you for being here with me today. And knowing that you have His, His hand in your life. All of a sudden, when the devil tries to peddle fear, it's got no place to land because all of your holes that were in your life, they're filled up with the goodness of God. Lord, we just praise you and we worship you this morning. I just, I'm just, i going to invite you here in just a second. If it, you need any of those things, it's in Jesus. Maybe it's a depression that's been attacking you, or maybe you had a tragedy and it's brought you to a place and it's hard. You just haven't had the joy of the Lord in quite some time, but you just need the joy back, you need need peace, maybe you need peace from him, whatever it is as you step out this morning you come in faith you're not just coming to get prayer from a pastor, you're coming to get a solution from almighty God and you are just like the lady with the issue of blood who steps out and touches not just an ordinary man but the king of kings and lord of lords So get ready to come. Lord, I'm making an action today. I'm taking a step. I'm coming forward and I'm gonna touch you and my life will change this morning right at that altar in Boomerang Church in Albemarle, North Carolina. I know it might be little in other places, but I know I feel your draw and you're gonna meet me. I put my faith in you, Lord. If that's you, I want you to come right now and come to the altar. Lord, I need you. I need provision. I need protection. I need healing. I need restoration. I need deliverance. I need more of you. I've got to walk in overflow. I've got to walk in your life. And and right now, Father, I just bind up any spirit of fear that would hold people back. If you need a touch from God, come forward. Pretty much, you know, the, the altar call I gave, it's one of those that everybody can come. Simply because all of us are not walking in the fullness of God. If so, you'd be glowing with His glory. And I don't see any, we've got the lights on. But you can have the goodness of God. And just reach out with your faith this morning all over, all over the sanctuary. Just, just lift your hands to heaven wherever you're at if you're seated or you're at the altar just lift your hands to heaven jesus i need you i need you i've got to have you you are my grace and truth you're my answer you know your your help comes from heaven let's just lord i need you let's lift our hands and just Receive from Him right now, right where you're at. Lord, I need you. Glory to God, I need you. Jesus, say it with me. Jesus, you're the Lord of my life. Today I make a fresh commitment to you. And I'll never be the same. Just like that lady, I'm reaching out with faith to touch you and for you to touch me. And you're doing it right now. Lord, I receive whatever I need. I'm going to touch you. You're the Lord of my life. You're the director. And I believe that you died for me. That you took my sin on you. And that you went to the grave. And I believe that God brought you back to life. And when He raised you up, He released a resurrection power, a supernatural power to give me life to the full till it overflows. And I receive that life today. I'm not going to walk out of here the same. I receive the fullness of salvation, Salvation. healing in my body, body. restoration, Restoration. deliverance, Deliverance. total freedom, freedom. provision, Provision. and protection protection. In in every way, in Jesus' name.